I was lucky enough where, because I sold those couple of properties, I had more funds in my back pocket to actually put towards a bigger development. So um, I went for something bigger. I said, why would I, you know, say, make, I don't know, say 100% profit when I can make 500% profit? This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Sharp and in this episode, we're keeping the conversation going with real estate agent and heavy-hitting investor and developer Peter Diamantidis. He will discuss how his strategy has matured from a seed to a tree through buying and holding to being able to sell some properties off to make way for more advanced development. Let's find out how. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. In order to invest in 22 properties initially and then advance towards property development, Diamantidis consult the right people to help him. You're going to actually laugh and people may not believe me. Um, I, I, I don't, I've, I've never read a book in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, never read, I've never read a book. Um, I've never done any. It's just, I always used to subscribe to API and Australian Property Magazine. Um, I used to read like magazines, not, not books. So I, it's just that because of the job I've been in, I've learned a lot of things just um, by, you know, watching and observing other people on the way they've done things. And I think in, in my journey, I think I've been very fortunate that I've met the right mortgage broker, the right accountant, uh, the right people around me to create a, a your backbone. So the backbone is very, very important moving forward. It's not about just buying, you know, the right property, but if you don't have that, that mortgage broker that's going to look after you, that's going to put the hours in um, and basically manage your portfolio like the way you're managing it, you're never going to move uh, move forward to uh, to create a bigger um, portfolio. Um, I you know I've seen so many people you know over the over the years have used the wrong broker or the wrong accountant, wrong advice. So from early on, I wanted the structures to be correct uh, before you know move, moving on. So never never read a book. Have read magazines, um, but I, I haven't really had a um, uh, you know somebody that I've listened to and and learned from. Relying heavily on a good broker throughout his journey, he stresses the importance of working with a reliable and trustworthy team. With a broker, uh, you, you, people, if, if, you, if you're getting into property investing, you've got to remember sometimes the broker is sometimes looking after their own their own pocket, so they'll put you through to a bank. Which is, you know, maybe a higher commission uh, for their for their back pocket. They'll move around. They'll go from bank to bank. Uh, you get that in every every industry. But this person here um, basically looked after me at a very early age. Looked at my portfolio. Told me which banks to go with, who not to go with. Um, he bring me when when there were good deals on fixed rates. Um, he told me when to move from one bank to the other. And then when late, like now, you know, in the last say, you know, five years or four years when I've been building property, put me through to the right, the right people. So not going through a, a bank, for example, say just make a bank, they're going through CBA bank 
and then realizing, oh, wait, we can't get a construction loan there. So looking through from step one to the last step, step 10, and following it right through. He also aided him with creating a solid structure with the banks. The way, the way I've got it with the bank, so, you know, of course, investment properties, a lot of people, uh, you know, believe in just doing interest only. Um, I believe that a very early um, onset that I want principal and interest because I want to uh, basically pay these properties off. Um, and I know at the time, my mortgage broker said, oh, it may not be a good idea. You might cap yourself out. And I said, well, if I get to that stage, then I'll revert it back to, to um, you know, interest only. But I was very important. My goal set at the time was to own these properties outright. I don't want a, a debt over them. So he helped me in, in, in between there to structure it, put it in my name, put it in my wife's name, put it in a company name. Um, just, yeah, certain properties go to certain people. And at the end, at the end of the day, when you're married and everything, it doesn't make, you know, a real make uh, a big difference. You've got to pay tax anyway. But it just helped me, um, you know, move forward from owning, uh, you know, owning one property to, you know, 21 or 22 properties at, at, at the end. Some other resources which Diamantitis finds useful to hone his mindset include property forums. I used to look at a forum always. I just can't remember the, um, what's his name? Somersoft? Steve McKnight. Steve, oh. Somersoft. That's it. Yeah, Steve McKnight or Somersoft. It was one of those. And um, I used to always read on that. Uh, but that's when I was researching in other, um, in other states. So I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll search, you know, Gold Coast properties and something. And, and people would show me, oh, best property managers and stuff. Those, website, those websites and forums are actually gold. The reason is no one's getting paid to write anything on there. Nobody's uh, advertising on there. It's basically other investors like yourself or like anybody looking at buying property are talking about their experiences. Um, and that is very important because you can learn a lot more from that uh, rather than just reading a, a book about one person. You can actually read a book uh, or read you know, uh, a forum about 30 or 40, 40 people in one night because they're, they're, they're actually uh, telling you about their experience. The best advice he has ever received is to always trust your first instinct and don't prevent yourself from spending a few extra thousand. The um, best advice that I've received, you know what it is? Somebody told me and I, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was an investor it was probably many years ago. So at the time, um, it was probably a good, you know, maybe nine years ago, probably eight years, eight, seven, seven or eight years ago. I had somebody, um, you know, I was telling them about a property, you know, that I, I should have bought was a couple of thousand dollars. He turned around, it was just something quick, and he said, what's $3,000 in 10 or 15 years? And and, I, and it just clicked to me. Like, it was like one of those moments where I go, what, it's $3,000? You know, why would I pay that? And I said to him, it's right, what's $3,000 over a 10-year term? So what he meant by that is I said to him that I didn't want to pay any more for that property because the one next door sold for, you know, uh, you know, 500000 I'm not going to pay for, I'm not going to pay five oh five, But technically the way i should have looked at it was why wouldn't i because in five ten years fifteen years i'm not buying to make a profit immediately i'm paying i'm playing the long game so that's one one bit of advice which is always kept in my mind um you can always haggle to get the best deal but don't lose a deal over a couple of thousand dollars five even ten thousand dollars because if you if you really think it's a good deal just buy it on your first instinct not your second instinct he has some experience where this has happened and has missed out on great opportunities to invest. I cry and I go, uh, and, and it's funny, so some of the properties are in the area where I service, so I look past them and I go, yeah, 
1.30. And, and, and there's some of them, you know, the, the moments that stick into your mind when actually, I, I'll give you a quick story. So I went to an auction, it was a two-bedroom apartment, um, we're bidding, I was the highest bidder. The auctioneer comes um, over to me and goes, I'm going to pass pass it in, but we're very close. Um, and, and, and it was like $4,000 it was. And I even remember the agent's name, Ben. And I said, uh, he came to me, shook my hand, and said, congratulations. And I said, no, I'm not paying that. This is my final offer. And he goes, Peter, I can't do anything. The banks wanted to reduce it with the mortgagee sale. Um, and I didn't buy the property. I didn't buy the property. Over a couple of thousand dollars. And, and, and within, a, within two years, or say within three years, it doubled. So, but imagine doing that two or three times. So, again, after this person, I can't even remember who it was, and, you know, uh, told me that uh, little bit of story, you know, you know, what's a couple of thousand dollars now? When you're looking into into the future, uh, it trust me, it makes a a big big difference to purchase that property. First instinct is to buy it. Second instinct, then think about it. In building his portfolio, Diamond Titus purchased his properties when the time was right. I reckon it was growth spurs. I could say in one year that I would have purchased eight properties, uh, but then a year later, I, and then a year later, I didn't purchase anything. So it was just, I, I believe, is not rushing to, to buy an investment property. Investment property, it, it means in my, in, my, um, you know, in my world, means that it has to be a good buy. It needs to be under market value. It needs to have something uh, saying, hi, I'm an investment property, buy me. You know, I'm not going to just buy a property for no reason. So sometimes you can get lucky um, and you might get three in a row. Uh, and then there's other times where it might take you two or three years to find the second or third property in, in your, uh, your portfolio journey or your property portfolio journey. So, yeah, so as I said, can be busy, you know, one year, seven, eight properties, next year, nothing for a couple of years. When he was first starting out, his strategy was to plant the property seeds and watch them grow. Well, basically, starting again back from when my, my first property, um, I, I started and, and my mindset was, at that time, like when I'll say between 18 to maybe 22, 23 was to buy properties which nearly pay for themselves because my my mindset was if the rent is nearly paying for the mortgage right now, um, I would only have to pay for the outgoing for the property. And in 25 years or 20 years, I will own this property outright. So I tried to collect as many properties which were nearly positive geared or neutral or at the end of it all, buy properties where I could create dual income uh, to make them uh, positive. Uh, at that, that was my that was my mindset originally when I started in property uh, investing. Because I believe that if I could own eight properties, properties to me were like trees, uh, well, like seeds. You plant the seed, the tree grows. Eventually, you might cut the tree down and then replant it, uh, uh, but um, or you just keep them. As his strategy evolved and Diamond Titus ventured to begin property development. He sold some of his properties to make way for newer ones with a positive or neutral gear and a high depreciation. Well, I wanted to get into into development, so um, that was that was that was that's what motivate motivates me right now is just development, learning the process. So um, I'll, I'll explain quickly on 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 how I actually um, you know started my my first ever property that I built was a single single story home. Um, it was a block of land and moving back to my mortgage broker, he actually said to me to buy this block. He found it for me. So I, I didn't actually find it. He said to me, Peter, it's a corner block. 
You know, you can actually um, build a house, there's a garage at the back and build a granny flat on the top and you'll get dual income. So I bought that property. That was my first ever, um, you know, um, you know, how I can call it like a house and land package, you know, that I that I uh, that I actually did. And I didn't believe in it. I believed in buying old rundown units, old rundown houses, keeping them, renting them out. Um, and I never believed in buying it. So my mindset then changed in in looking at, you know, these new estates which are getting built in uh, southwest Sydney, northwest Sydney, um, anywhere where I could, you know, basically buy a property, uh, turn it into a dual income or a- actually, you know, buy a house and, uh, and get, a, get a good return on it. So the reason why I had to sell some of my, my you know, properties that I bought at a very young age is they didn't cost me anything, but with, with the bank changing the goalposts, um, I did see that it's going to be harder uh, to, uh, to gain loans. So basically reducing maybe or, or disposing of, say, three properties, existing properties, which might have been 30 or 40 years old, I've now brought in maybe four or five, um, which are, you know, near positively geared um, or neutral, and they're brand new, which are now giving me a higher depreciation. So yep. um, that's that's the main reason why I, I had to sell, um, you know, a couple of those uh, couple of those properties. And I don't like selling my properties. I get very emotional. Um, I, mm. I tell people don't get emotional in, in, in property. So don't buy your first property and, and try to make it into a palace or, or over overcapitalized. But um, yeah, I still don't like selling property. Um, like I sell it every day to, uh, to people, but I don't like selling my own property. <laughs> now, his plans are to build and develop more dwellings on larger blocks of land and alter his strategy to sell them off. So that's what I'm looking at doing. So after you know starting to build you know a couple of those single story homes, double story house and granny flats, I've now moved into um, you know buying a block of land and building two on there or three on there. Um, so my latest project, which I'm actually doing, is I bought a block of land with around 1,200 square meters. I'm building seven as we speak, building seven seven townhouses. Um, those seven townhouses. I'm not keeping. So this is my first project, which I'm actually selling completely and not keeping. So um, seven, basically bought the land, got it approved, pre-sold seven townhouses. Um, with those funds, I'll then a- again look at buying another development similar, but then potentially keeping a, uh, a couple of new properties. His reasoning behind building these seven dwellings is to accelerate his portfolio using the same process. At the time, I looked at it and, and I saw the process was nearly the same. So, same thing: you buy the land, you pay your stamp duty, you get your um, you know, your your, your DA. The same process. The only difference with in the time frame, uh, the only difference I, I worked out was probably an extra six to eight months, which will take you maybe on construction time, rather than uh, than building a single story home. So, I was lucky enough where because I sold those couple of properties. I had more funds in my back pocket to actually put towards a bigger development. So um, I went for something bigger. I said, why would I, you know, say make, I don't know, say 100% profit when I can make 500% profit. Uh, so I'm doing, I'm doing the same process, but I'm speeding it up. So rather than doing it once, I'm doing it seven times in that same period of time. Yeah, definitely. And I guess it, it, once you understand the process and you know the process pretty well, which it sounds like you do, it, you'd pretty much just replicate and just keep doing that process over and over again. It just yeah, takes time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 well, I, I got it. Like I've got a, I've got a system. It's called like a, a cookie cutter. So 
Uh, you know, when I buy, buy properties, you've got your feasibilities, you've got to work it out. Are you keeping them? Are you selling them? Um, even to the detail on picking inclusions, um, it's the cookie cutter, same colours, same, everything is all basically the same to match what suits in that area. Um, so it can, can create a complete product. Coming up after the break, we'll discover what Diamond Teacher's portfolio is currently worth in today's market. At the moment, I've got 15 existing properties um, and I've got 10 being built. How you can find and invest in a property under market value? Not all of them were on realestate.com. Majority were, but some of them were off-market purchases where, um, you know, I subscribed to a property, uh, I missed out on it, the agent called me, I bought it. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Like what are the property hotspots or how do I start my portfolio? Clever ways to renovate and how to make an extra $50,000? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts at the Property Buy Expo in Brisbane on the 26th to 27th of May. Use the promo code PI for a free 2-day pass valued at $50. For tickets and more information, visit the website at propertybuyexpo.com.au Now back to the show. So, how much is Diamond Teeter's current portfolio worth in the market? So, basically, at, at the moment, I've got 15 existing properties um, and I've got 10 being built. Now, um, out of the 10 being built, seven, uh, of course, have been uh, pre-sold so I will not own them uh, but the rest of them, I'm, I'm keeping. So, um, at the moment, I think the portfolio, not including anything that is being built, uh, is just under $12 million. His vision for this sizable portfolio is to sell 80% of this and then keep 20%. You know, originally, I wanted to buy as many properties as I could, keep them, principal and interest, pay them off. Uh, that was the, the first, um, my first step, what, what I really wanted to do. If you said to me now what I'm looking at doing, you're still keeping those bread and butter stuff but moving forward to... Uh, bigger developments, blocks of seven, and maybe even moving into land subdivisions, which are at a scale of maybe doing 20 or 30 lot subdivisions. Um, basically, not keep half, but maybe you know sell 80%, keep 20% um, in that in that ratio. So if you buy if you buy right, if you buy under market value, which you think is a very good deal, you can profit at the end in a way where you've uh, you've made your profit in in selling. Um, but then you're also keeping uh, some properties to your portfolio. So you're adding on. It's like you've got a table and imagine you're up to, say, 21 and you're just doing a, a big project and now you're, you're, down, you're already up to 24, 25. So that's my goal. Um, of course, you know, if I see a really good bargain and, um, you know, I'm not going to never say no to it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit, little bit different. Diamond Titus also believes in spreading his risk slightly. Well, the only states that I've ever purchased in has been New South Wales and Queensland. Now, it, it doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with those other um, other states. I just think that um, because I live in Sydney, I believe to, to buy in Sydney. Now, you know, my project, one of the projects that I'm doing is down in Kiama. Now, um, I don't live next door to it, so, you know, I don't go down there that often. But, yeah, Queensland and, and uh, New South Wales is where I've focused on the most. Um, in the last, say, two years or, say, 24 months, 
I've only purchased in, in New South Wales. Um, I haven't purchased, so I, I did purchase, well, again, when we go back to, you know, how many properties, like in one year, I bought, I think, four properties in Queensland within within five months. So, you know, I went with a, a big splurge and then I haven't bought anything else in Queensland now for, for, for a number of years. He also shares some insight into how he searches to locate the right property and it all starts with researching the area. With me, I, I love because I love property, um, you know, so much. Um, the one secret that I do, um, and this, this is firstly, you, well, we'll step back one step. Firstly, you need to target an area. You're going to know know an area. You got to target an area where, um, you know, you may not know it, but you, you got to start to know it. You got to start looking at properties, see what they're selling for. Um, but every night, I actually use realestate.com. I focus in certain areas which I'm I'm interested in. And I look every night at what property is sold or what properties have come onto the market. Now, that educates me. Now, I know I work in real estate, but these areas, I'm nowhere near. So I, I don't know nothing about them. But I would probably continue that on for maybe three months, four months, maybe a year until I'm, I'm happy to buy in that area. And it basically fills my mind up on what is selling, what's on the market, how long are they taking on the market. And it's like I'm being like a little bit of a researcher. Um, and then I commit myself to that area. Yeah, it, it, it sounds very much like prospecting in real estate, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. It, 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 it's pro- it, it's prospect, and, and, that's, and that's what it is. I, I live and breathe real estate, um, but it's, yeah, it's coming down to, um, you know, you don't want to just buy a property and, and not know anything about the area. Get time, go there, have a look at it. Speak to um, always other agents. So even if you're buying a property from Ray White and you've got Rain and Horn across the road, now, give, give Rain and Horn a call. Speak to somebody there. You might meet somebody nice and they, they might give you some advice about the area or about that actual property um, because um, a lot of investors which I've met in my journey, um, when they've come to me and they've said to me, I've got this, I've got this, I wish I never bought that, it's just because somebody has told them to buy something and they've just bought it and they've relied on somebody else. Go out there, spend an hour, spend two hours, a year, how long it takes. Go out there, know the area before you buy in that area. The habit which Diamond Teachers feels has contributed most to his success is keeping up to date on his real estate websites in the specific locations he's considering to invest in. The habit that I do, as I mentioned every night, realestate.com and domain, look at it every every night. So certain areas which I, I focus on, uh, it's, it's a habit. Um, I basically have to do that every every day, every night. Doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm overseas. Um, you know, I was in Europe. I was doing. It, I was in Fiji. I was doing it. Um, I was on my honeymoon, I was doing it. It doesn't matter. Um, every night I have to be on realestate.com and domain. I, I'd like to focus on a um, certain areas or even sometimes regions, um, but that's my biggest, biggest habit. On previous episodes in this podcast, some guests have challenged that realestate.com.au and other similar websites are relevant if you're looking to find property under market value. So, how does Diamond Titus find such good opportunities? Two words, social butterfly. <laughs> so, so what, what, what it is, is when you buy a property uh, or if you're viewing property. Now, because I'm a real estate agent, um, you know, I know ways to, to get under somebody's skin. So, I try not to get under somebody's skin. So, I try to keep relationship doors open always. So, whoever I meet. So, if it's a real estate agent, if it's a solicitor, if it's a mortgage broker, I try to keep the doors open because, you know, I believe one day something will come back in return. 
and I, I can I'm looking at my I'm actually looking on the screen right now at my portfolio and I'm going through them thinking how did I buy each of those properties and it wasn't um, not all of them were on realestate.com uh, majority were but some of them were off market purchases where um, you know I subscribed to a property uh, I missed out on it the agent called me I bought it uh, because I basically said here's my 10% deposit I'm not mucking around. Um, you got to remember, with real estate agents in any type of market, the the the, the thing that they are worried about is the property will, um, you know, if it's not up for auction and it's a private treaty, that the property will not proceed. Um, you know, the cooling off period will, you know, you, you'll you'll rescind it, you'll pull out of the deal. So you got to give them confidence. So if you're really certain with a with a property and you're financially back, you know, you've got your loan approved, um, waive the cooling off period, sign that contract. Uh, give them the five percent or ten percent deposit, and um, they know that you're serious. So you know you're not mucking them around. They'll always, as I said, the next property that comes up, which they think it fits your criteria, they'll let you know first before they let the public know. Yeah, and that's proof of the pudding, really. Um, and once you've actually purchased something from them, I'm sure that they go, "Okay, this guy's a serious investor. I can definitely send them more deals along the way because you know if, if it suits them, they'll buy more from me." So. It is yep. about those relationships, and I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's kind of funny because real estate agents want to keep going back to the people who want to keep buying because that's really your database, your clients, and uh, why not look after them? Well, if I look at it from from my point of view as a as a real estate uh, as working in real estate, around three years ago, I created a uh, my own website. At the time, it was, you know, peterdiamantitas.com, and at the time, I had a VIP database. So. What I did was I got people that actually, um, you know, if you bought a property from me, you'd go on it automatically. Um, if you sold a property, it'd be automatically unless you didn't want to be on it. But people started subscribing on that because when I was selling properties in the area, I'd have sold stickers saying sold off market, sold off market. And everyone said, how, how do I get onto your database? Got onto the database. Now I've got thousands of people on there. They will be notified first before they actually come onto the market. So you've got a 48-hour window to actually know about that property, potentially make an offer on that property, and potentially buy it. So, um, so I mean, working two hats or wearing two hats. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it from a real estate point of view uh, as an agent, and I'm looking at it from an investor's point of view. If he were to meet his past self from ten years ago, what would he say to him? Ten years ago, uh, when when you when you see a property that you want to buy, don't let somebody um, you know talk you out of it. Uh, that would be probably one thing uh, that I would say to him or her. Uh, if somebody you know still starting off now at the age of 18, 19, they saw their property, which, which have done all their research and their um, say their mother turned around and said, "No, I don't like the area," or, or you know made negative comments. Proceed in your first instance, uh, your instinct, rather than um, than listen to other people. For the future, he's most excited about continuing his property developing journey. In, in the next five years, um, I'm excited to build more property, more land, um, purchase more blocks of land um, and just continue on uh, in building. Um, I've, I've learned a lot in a, in a short period of time um, and, you know, in, in building, I mean, but uh, in the next next five years, um, yeah, I, I just want to buy more land, develop um, and stick to doing that. If you'd like to contact him and learn more about his strategy or how he can help you as a real estate agent, you can email him or check out his Facebook page.
Probably best way to connect would be probably by email. Um, my probably best email address uh, would be Peter dot D at St Mary's S T M A R Y S dot R H dot com dot AU. Uh, that's probably the best method. Or um, on Facebook, I do have a uh, business page. Um, if you just type in Peter Diamond Titus, and that's spelled D I A M A N. T-I-D-I-S for Sam. Um, But yeah, contactable either way. Thank you to Peter Diamantidis, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar Peter Diamantidis and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, then head over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com to receive your free case studies. Thanks for listening.